The first stage of reaching enlightenment is to enter the stream. But what stream are we talking about? Is it not the thought stream of a Buddha? And what is the thought stream of a Buddha? It's a stream of enlightened consciousness. But enlightened consciousness, of course, is non-dual. It has no beginning and no end. So once you enter that stream, is there any shore to go to on the other side? And when you realize there is no shore on the other side, you also realize there's no shore on your side. And you have always been in this stream because there's nothing else but this stream. And so what is the stream of consciousness that is the Buddha mind that one enters when one uh, takes up the sadhana of, uh, of this path? It is the realization that the world is an illusion, a dream. And one no longer enters into that dream. One doesn't believe in it. One loses all interest in it. And all of the thought stream of the ego that is not in non-duality, that is not Buddha mind, but is pure delusion, one will not enter into. So the first stage of the realization of the truth of the Buddha nature is already simply the Buddha nature. And so the first stage is already the last. But does anyone ever enter the first stage? Because already when you're in that stream, you realize you are never out of it and you don't exist except as the Buddha nature. Not someone who goes, aha, there's the Buddha nature. I'm going to jump in that stream and get enlightened. It doesn't work that way. But the realization is that you have never been anything but that. And only this is truly entering the stream. So that's the Shrotapana. Now he goes on. Subhuti, what do you say? Would it be right for a Chakradagami, that's the second phase, to think like this? I have attained the fruit of a Chakradagami. Subhuti said, No, no, world honored one. And why is this? The Chakradagami means the once returner, what it means is you have become so high in your consciousness that you've only got to come back one more lifetime. You know, you're that close. One lifetime away from Buddhahood. Not bad, right? That's the Hinayana approach. Uh, but of course, obviously, if you have any pride that you are one lifetime away, you've just put yourself a thousand lifetimes away because there's no ego in that state, right? So 
Shakradagmi uh, means the one who is a once returner, and yet in truth, there's no such thing as returning. This is why it is called a Shakradagmi. How can you return if you were never here in the first place? And what is there to return to if you can never leave it? And this has to be understood. It has to, it has to go so deeply into your bones that you get this, that there is no doubt of it and there is no trace of an ego that doesn't get it. No fragments dissociated out there who still want to hold on to the belief that you're a separate individual being in a world and you have a biological family and uh, you know, you're in a capitalist system and you need to succeed and make money and prove yourself and get status and prestige and you want to make sure you're not lonely and you want to cling to somebody who'll take care of you and blah, blah, blah. All of those delusions have nothing to do with the Buddha nature, which is pure non-duality and free of all conditions and free of time and space and every kind of fantasy or delusion of attaining anything whatsoever in the world because there is nothing to attain and there is no world. It's all just a dream and the dream is about to be over and there will be the awakening into the real that is worldless. But that is already the truth. So if there's any ego about wanting to attain liberation or enlightenment or freedom, then you, you haven't reached the point where that is close. Okay. He goes on, Subhuti, what do you say? Would it be right for an anagami to, that's not, that's not monogamy, by the way. Uh, uh, that's anagami, meaning one, uh, well, it, to, to think that I have attained the fruit of an anagami. And Subhuti says, no world honored one. Why is this? Anagami means a never returner, one who will not uh, come back. You're, this is it. You're gonna be liberated in this lifetime. And yet, in truth, there's no such thing as, as never returning, and this is the reason it is called anagami. So, even if you realize now the truth of all of this and recognize that there's no one to be reborn, there's no reincarnation because you're not, uh, you're not incarnated, but if there's still an ego thought that I am someone who has attained this realization, you've lost it. No one can possess this. No one can own it. No one can say, I get it. The moment you say, I get it, and why don't those others get it? It means you've lost it entirely. Any kind of pride, any kind of superiority that you know something that others don't know, because of all the inner work you've done and all the sessions you've had and all the understanding you have of, of your past delusions and fears and all of that, none of that will matter. Uh, and, and all you'll do is create more karma if you take some credit 
for having achieved something because that's the delusion. And, and that is what causes ego to fester and create envy and uh, uh, desire to be adored and recognized and uh, validated and all of the detritus of the ego that follows upon the thought that I get it. Okay. Subhuti, what do you say? Would, would it be right for an arahat to think like this? I have attained the, the path, or I would say the truth of an arahat. No world-honored one, and why? There is no dharma called arahat. World-honored one, if an arahat were to think, I have attained the path of an arahat, he would be clinging to self, to, uh, to, to being a human, to sentient being, and to uh, having a soul. So arahat is a word for, uh, in the Hinayana uh, lineage of, of one who has uh, attained nirvana. And uh, in that state then, not only doesn't return to a life here, but won't go to lives in other dimensions, whether it's uh, demonic planes, or hell realms, or divine heavenly realms. No, you, you've blown out the candle, and uh, and you're you're in nirvana. There's no no uh, trace of anyone to be reborn anywhere. But as soon as you have the thought, I've got to that point. Of course, you're back in total delusion. So. It seems that what is being gotten at by this uh, section of the sutra is that even enlightenment is a fantasy. And of course, that's what Gotapada also said. You know, the, all of Mahayana Buddhism is just an elaboration of the Ajatavada uh, uh, tradition or doctrine or realization that Ramana reached and, and taught, it's the same. The Ajatavada, the famous lines of Gotapada, there, there is no bondage and no liberation. Here, there's no samsara and no nirvana. There's no enlightenment, there's no delusion, because delusion is unreal, and so is enlightenment, because no one achieves it. It's not a phenomenological state. It's not a, a, a shift in consciousness that belongs to someone. It is the end of the illusion of a someone somewhere uh, achieving anything. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the Members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste.